Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the All In Crypto podcast. I am your host, All In Crypto, and today I am absolutely delighted to be joined once again by Alex Wilkie, the co-founder of Pendulum. So I guess we should probably start, Alex, by me asking you how yes. you're doing. <laughs> Thanks. I'm fine. Uh, we have exciting times, and uh, I'm very happy to be back. Uh, one year, a lot of stuff happened, so uh, I think also in 2024, uh, we're looking forward to um, many exciting and new things. Also, the Polkadot space moved a lot, so I think uh, there is a lot to catch up with. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. yeah, we we should have definitely recorded the the conversation we had off air about Polkadot's OpenGov uh, for sure. But maybe we can yes. throw that in um, <laughs> at some point. But yeah, it, it was just under a year. I think the last interview that me and you did, um, where Pendulum was kind of you know it it just won a parachain uh, slot auction, and you were still looking to deploy on mainnet. Um, you know, it's been a year since we did that, uh, and I was really excited to have you back on. And I think that. It's perhaps more apparent the use case that you guys are trying to fulfill today than it was a year ago. It's still very apparent, very relevant, very important. But things have really progressed, and 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 I think it's really sort of helped the uh, pendulum cause, if you will. So maybe we could start um, with just a recap on Pendulum for those people who aren't aware, people that might be new to the project, or people that haven't perhaps seen our prior interview, which we'll leave a link to in the description. So if you could maybe give me an overview of Pendulum, that would be amazing. Yes. Um, so um, we try to, to build a cross-border payment flow on blockchain. That's all uh, uh, what we what we wanted to do uh, on-chain. And we couldn't find any other chain there. We tried various ones. Stellar um, back then didn't have smart contracts. And uh, yeah, we found that uh, this piece of infrastructure is very, very important and missing uh, a smart contract compatible chain where we have uh, lots of stable coins out there and an AMM and the basic, let's say, DeFi infrastructure to work with normal currencies like fiat currencies on blockchains, stable coins. So what we're building is infrastructure for various use cases, mainly cross-border transfers, on and off-ramp integrations, and we're building it on Polkadot as a parachain called Pendulum. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, and I, 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 again, we we said this off camera. We should have definitely recorded that off camera little little uh, section there. But <laughs> the 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 cross border payments market is just so ancient, um, and it needs innovating. And I think what you guys are doing is exactly that. And you had mentioned that since we last spoke, you have actually been uh, onboarding partners. Could we maybe speak a little bit about you know some of the progression you've seen in regards to interest to uh, work with you guys to actually facilitate that? You've mentioned a Brazilian partner. Could we maybe explore that a little bit? Yes. So um, the problem is is still there. We're actually uh, our own experiencing that, and we want to pay our staff uh, globally around the world. We have a couple of uh, yeah team members that are sitting in Brazil or in Mexico or somewhere else, and uh, we experience. Uh, regularly problems using traditional rails there. Sometimes corridor closes down, sometimes it gets more expensive uh, or we have to wait. And uh, and all over it, it is kind of pricey usually uh, to send money around. So uh, I think this uh, didn't go away yet, although the traditional financial space 
are always arguing that they're always also improving on that journey and and uh, all around it. But we we cannot see that just yet if we look at uh, spending money, uh, yeah, across uh, let's say emerging markets or uh, from Europe to Latin, for example, uh, or around the world. So that's still there. Um, what we did so far uh, is building the infrastructure, reading the mainnet, uh, also uh, having a smart contract deploy tool that, uh, for example, let EVM developers uh, deploy smart contracts on our substrate chain easily. So uh, that's called button deploy. It was a tool that was necessary. Also, we identified that as a need uh, when we released uh, or when we developed our own uh, Forex DEX uh, for Pendulum, right? There's team, the Nabla team, they're great guys. They're building their software uh, as EVM uh, and to deploy on Pendulum, actually, uh, uh, we then identified, all right, let's build this tool so also other EVM developers can come in easily to Polkadot and uh, the Substrate systems. Um, when we when we set up the whole uh, let's say project, uh, we Wix um, wanted to quick start with the spacewalk bridge to have a lot of native stable coins already in place uh, to go to uh, market and uh, yeah target mainly SMEs uh, globally SMEs in uh, emerging markets uh, who need to receive or send money. Uh, across the world. They uh, have a lot of problems. Uh, what we also have as we talk to partners, you mentioned Brazil, uh, that are that we want to directly issue stable coins in the Polkadot ecosystem or on Pendulum. And uh, we could uh, yeah, identify transferable partner in Brazil who's already doing payments and also crypto on-ramping and off-ramping uh, there with the BRZ token. And uh, we found that they are already issuing on Moonbeam, for example, uh, which made it easy uh, to do first experiments with them already without any further development work, uh, other than opening uh, an XCM channel to Moonbeam, what we did, right? So that was uh, uh, one of the first things where we actually could use the benefit of the Polkadot ecosystem. So, um, yeah, tr opening a trustless channel without bridging, let's say, in the traditional way, and uh, yeah, getting that uh, beer that token uh, alive uh, was quite a nice experience also for our tech people. Um, so yeah, with this partner, we're targeting the Brazilian market. There will be more partners uh, coming once we release the basic infrastructure uh, for more market, uh, mainly in the emerging, uh, uh, let's say, landscape. So not so much in um, yeah, Europe or US uh, when we look at this now. But this is the next big thing that's coming for us, right? To go to market uh, after we have finished, let's say the setup with the Forex tech powered by Nabla tech and our spacewalk bridge. When we have the stable coins ready and the Forex tech, we have the main pieces in place to uh, go for that cross-border uh, user journey. Yeah, and 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 let's maybe um, I I want to dive into the Forex AMM. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Nabla Tech, who you're working with to facilitate that. Um, I also want to dive into Spacewalk, um, which I think is really cool. Uh, and and one thing that's amazing about Pendulum is you're not just solving this kind of real world issue that is Forex markets global sort of uh, movement of uh, of currencies or swapping from one currency to another for small to medium enterprises, individuals, uh, and anybody else that wants to use it, 
you're actually really enhancing the entire crypto space by certainly the Polkadot ecosystem by bringing this really rich stablecoin um, ecosystem basket into the Polkadot space and then through the Polkadot space, through things like Moonbeam, et cetera, et cetera, and yourselves, allowing that kind of flow to the broader uh, space as a whole. So uh, Pendulum is an extremely interesting uh, project and, 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 you know, again, very thankful for you to come back on and kind of uh, explain things. Could we maybe just for people out there, sort of on a more rudimentary level, explain how they could use Pendulum once the core infrastructure is in place? You know, what's the kind of vision? Is it for anybody and everybody to use and uh, your sort of uh, Forex markets? Or is it um, more for small to medium enterprises? Or is it for everyone? Could we maybe talk a little bit about that and the process that, um, that you know, what that would entail, essentially? Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that's a good it's a good point actually um, because what we um, decided to be our first target audience or early adopters, we focus on businesses because uh, we ourselves as a business uh, uh, and many others we talk to were experiencing problems um, uh, when sending money, especially also businesses send usually more money around than private people, right? It's the difference if you send $100 or if you send $100,000. Uh, a difference uh, in the traditional finance systems also, uh, but also on blockchain, right? So if you try to swap $100,000, you will have more slippage on a DEX, right? You will have probably, if you do it through a centralized exchange, your order gets filled maybe slowly, or you have to like accept the worst price uh, also for that order. Or if you go for a market order, you again have a have a big slippage there, right? For your currency rate. Um, so that's what we're trying to fix. This is our target audience. So it's SMBs, SMEs, uh, small, medium uh, businesses and enterprises, um, paying stuff, paying suppliers, right? Or, uh, yeah, importing, uh, uh, from another country and, uh, needing to pay them. Also, um, and that's an interesting case we were looking at recently because it, uh, halves actually the, the complexity of it is people who already receive, let's say, USDT or USDC, but want to off-ramp that money in their local banking system. So that's what we could also offer, uh, having our stable coins in place that are directly connected into the fiat system. So we, someone receives USDT and they can, with a very, very low slippage through our deck, uh, convert that to their local currency. Uh, BRZ or MXP or Canadian dollars or whatever. And then this will be off ramp directly into the local banking systems, uh, which is usually much cheaper that way and faster than if you go through a centralized exchange, let's say, uh, and through some markets and then uh, getting it in the banking system, right? So in general, it's for SMEs, SMBs. But if you as a private person then want to send money uh, or exchange currencies, also through uh, the DEX, through Nabla, uh, right? You can, of course, also do that, right? And that's the beauty of default. It's just permissionless. So, of course, you can also use it. It's open uh, uh, to use for everyone. And you will profit from those, uh, uh, yeah, from the liquidity first and also from the technology uh, uh, so that you only spend, let's say, five to 10 basis points. It doesn't matter like how much you exchange or if you exchange lower amounts, even lower slippage, right? We're talking about basis points here. And uh, and that gives you yeah a big advantage uh, uh, compared to traditional finance swaps right where you usually pay a percent or more easily hidden in the exchange rates. Yeah, so it's a, I mean some people might not be familiar what basis points are. 
basis points oh, yeah. are a percentage of a percent, right? So um, exactly. in, in the traditional system, you know, if you were to send $100, you'd pay one to two percent, you know, a couple of hundred basis points. Um, whereas what, what you guys are facilitating is is basis percents of percents, you know, which exactly. is huge so. and amplified massively. If, if it's $100, it's still expensive to do it the traditional way. If it's $100,000 or $100 million, you know, there's a massive, um, I think, benefit for the people that look to use uh, what you're offering. And, and, and that's huge. And the fact you use blockchain to do it is yes. amazing. Um, and, and especially in the, I think, in the Polkadot uh, ecosystem, we now have, fortunately, uh, USDC, USDT also yep. uh, in the ecosystem natively there. Um, but for example, a euro uh, token is, uh, let's say, widely required for projects who are having stock in Europe or somewhere else, it could uh, definitely solve some problems uh, when you send money around, uh, even for parachain projects or people working on Polkadot, right? So uh, I had some some talks already, and this is one thing um, people would use these ramps that, that uh, we bring through Spacewalk or through, uh, let's say, software that natively integrates uh, these ramps. Uh, from these stable coins also so that users can easily um, on and off ramp through them. Um, they would use those also like uh, for their own needs, right? And sometimes also for their users. So I yeah, cannot mention any names yet, but we're talking to some uh, power chains and uh, we first want to, let's say, do one step after another, release the infrastructure, doing our own go-to-market, but also, of course, opening up to the early adopters in the Polkadot system. Yeah, because not everyone is is native to the US dollar currency. Not everyone lives in the US. I mean, the US is wide, uh, dollar is widely used around uh, the world, typically in countries where their own currency isn't that great or, or, or has a large inflation to it. But there are people that need to use euros, pounds, for example, like where I am in day-to-day -day life. I think we're still, we haven't made that jump yet where we use stable coins in in day-to-day -day life but that that is coming um and 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 facilitating that i think is is an absolutely massive um use case what kind of effect well, i want to sort of move on to the infrastructure that's coming in just a second yes. obviously with the forex amm uh, and of course spacewalk which is something i'm personally ecstatic about and we'll get into all that what kind of a benefit i mean i said this off camera to you um i think once you guys roll out what you're trying to do Polkadot essentially will have the richest ecosystem when it comes to stable coins in the game. Um, you know, what kind of a benefit do you think you're perhaps bringing to Polkadot with what it is you're doing? To, to Polkadot, I think, uh, I mean, we're bringing these whole payment use cases um, yep. um, that, for example, um, yeah, Stella was working on also for years. Um, uh, that, uh, yeah, bringing that to the users and to also the protocols, to the products uh, of them. So they can actually target also local markets uh, if they want to and have um, easy ramps for them into, into their product, right? So I think that's the major benefit um, is that through, as I said, through those stable coins, you have like easy, let's say, on-ramps uh, in, in those countries where these stable coins are issued and also off-ramps. And I think at the end, if you want to go for real traction, real users and, uh, that are sustainably also using a product uh, that makes sense for them, uh, you at one point also want to target people that are still outside of blockchain maybe or are new to blockchain. And for them, you need to offer a nicer way uh, to 
go into crypto, then currently uh, they have to go through centralized exchanges, placing market orders, having a big trading desk in front of them. But they just want to use actually a product, right? And this is still a big pain, I think, uh, for the user. And we're solving that, of course, not only for our users, but potentially for all users or all protocols and yep. products that want to target users that are potentially still outside crypto. Yeah, yeah, because it, 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 it's you almost have gatekeepers in regards to how people get into crypto in the form of centralized exchanges. So that's a huge barrier you're breaking down. Um, you're also a parachain, so you've got that if you choose to interconnectivity through uh, XCM. And we know you, you'd mentioned bridges. Bridges have just been the bane, I think, of many of our lives in the crypto space. Um, you know, so it's it, it, it's fascinating. And not only that, I think also for Polkadot, with you bringing in uh, the kind of stable coins that you're offering, it's a real eclectic group of them. You know, it's the pound, it's the euro, it's the uh, whatever it may be, the rand, you know, Brazilian real. This is not seen on many other ecosystems uh, and chains. So I think there's benefits all around. Uh, and I think you guys will essentially make it and be some of the first to make it easy and seamless to actually just get into the crypto space rather than having to go to the gatekeepers, pay the extortionate fees often, um, and you know lose money on slippage and, 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 and things like that, which is a shame really so uh, in the true ethos of the blockchain space you know you're you're uh, really pioneering how we get into uh, blockchain so if we could maybe talk about some of the key infrastructure uh, that you guys are building if we could perhaps start with the forex amm that you're working with nabla tech now yes. where are we with that maybe we should sort of explain what that is and then where we are with it and 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 what the kind of timeline is moving forwards yes so um nabla was developed last year. It is a deck that is specialized uh, on coins that are not highly volatile. So um, uh, like stable coins are usually moving, uh, not like, uh, let's say, um, any small crypto project tokens. Uh, so um, that's the main currencies, like you said, pounds, uh, Brazilian real or uh, dollars, Canadian dollars, euro. Uh, they. Um, yeah, have a different character, different parameters, uh, how the price changes. Uh, the major innovation uh, from Nabla is that they rely on uh, also on price oracles, so price sheets uh, that we deliver on our chain uh, to the DEX. And uh, with that, the market making, they are saving, uh, uh, let's say that they need arbitrageurs for the price finding or something. So they also have the single-sided liquidity that you can provide. They come without impermanent loss, right? So they have some advantages um, because they are using price oracles. And I think that's a major yeah, change um, uh, to a standard DEX uh, that gives us an edge in terms of slippage and also swap fees. Uh, so the uh, NABLA DEX will be 2x let's say, has 2x lower slippage than a Uniswap B3 or um, a Curve or some other DEXs that are specialized on these stable pools, right? And um, and I think, um, yeah, having this, um, let's say, this price discovery taken uh, with price oracles that are already out there, um, it's just a very sweet shortcut uh, for yeah, bootstrapping that whole uh, forex ecosystem. And, and that's what we're doing with Nabla. 
Yeah, and where are we at with Spacewalk? Um, I mean, it's something that I'm personally really excited about. Uh, let's maybe give an overview of Spacewalk. You know, you guys are partnered with Stellar to essentially facilitate that, and that's where you're getting um, a lot of your stable coins from. Am I correct in saying that? It's kind of a bridge from Stellar to Pendulum yes. and then kind of injected into the, you know, from Pendulum to anywhere, basically. Um, so maybe we could sort of outline what Spacewalk is and look at where you're at in regards to uh, perhaps rolling that out. Yes. Uh, so Spacewalk is a um, very decentralized bridge, as you said, from Stellar uh, to um, Polkadot, uh, Pendulum, and it was a little tricky to do that. That's why we used the um, um, Interbitcoin, the RBC technology for that. It yep. was adapted for the uh, Spacewalk bridge. Uh, so what, what we're doing, we are uh, having a fully collateralized um, bridge. So there is a collateral being deployed on the Polkadot side uh, for the assets that are then locked uh, on the Stellar side. So in uh, let's say in, in, in all times, there is a collateral um, uh, it's secured, and this collateral is also provided not by, let's say, us with a multi-sig wallet or some something, but it is provided by a community, by decentralized board operators, right? So to really decentralize that bridge and make it secure this way, uh, what's a big, let's say, part of the complexity of building that bridge uh, in order to bridge over then and open up the channels uh, for the stable coins that are already there on Stellar. And uh, yeah, with these stable coins, we're also getting the ramps actually in these countries, as I said, um, to yeah have all of the benefits uh, uh, for Polkadots and, and Polkadot protocols and users, and also our Pendulum users and Nabla users there. So that's what we're building with Spacewalk. We are releasing piece by piece uh, of the software. So there is just currently a referendum also going on of releasing the next like, parts of the software palettes uh, to the Pendulum runtime. Uh, those will then be configured again, and then we're heading towards a public launch on Pendulum with that. We already launched it on uh, Amplitude. Technically, it's running all well, so it could be successfully tested. Uh, on our canary network and for pendulum uh yeah we're now building uh, that launch also the bolts and the rewards uh, uh will be built so the, as a bolt operator you of course receive also some of the rewards and um and yeah this way we are looking at q1 for uh yeah finishing that infrastructure uh release uh, and then we could look at our go-to-market uh, uh, that we actually want to, yeah, do why we built it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that—that's the infrastructure that we've been kind of uh, bringing up during this interview. You know, so that you guys are ready then to to take on the world. You know, spacewalk and of course um, the Nabla uh, AMM. You know, once you have those, you've got kind of. I I don't know if I could say the puzzle's kind of completed, but it's certainly. You can see the picture if if, if yeah. that makes sense. It's an MB, yeah. It's our MVP ecosystem uh, that we also define for us. That is enough, uh, uh, right? For for uh, launching apps that are using that uh, infrastructure, the stable coins, um, swapping them, the RAMs, right? So there is enough uh, to play with, enough uh, applications uh, that can be built with that infrastructure. Of course. We can then start building on top of that, uh, like more elaborate products also on that, adding more protocols and we'll also target more builders then, uh, bringing even more products and 
protocols to the pendulum ecosystem. Uh, but uh, first, we will just use that to execute on the cross-border transfer use cases for SMEs and also for the ramping use cases uh, that we have. So where we have only little of the complexity, but already like a lot of advantage compared to centralized systems, for example, I don't know if you do um, also swaps with a custodian, for example, many fintechs yep. are doing that, uh, then you'll run this on centralized infrastructure and our tests showed you're paying 1.5% uh, over there. So that 150 basis points where we can actually deliver a better decentralized experience uh, when you swap to your local currency or to USDT or USDC. Yeah, and it's cheaper as well, of course, than the traditional yes. systems, which I think is, you know, um, people often want, sometimes for people, decentralization is a massive thing for us, but sometimes people want a financial incentive to use something. And it's it's, it's certainly there with what you guys are doing. And at, at what stage do you think you guys, you know, wh when do you think it will be possible to uh, use Pendulum to essentially on-ramp into the crypto space? At what point do you think that comes? And, and is that done via your app? Is that, maybe we could talk about that a little bit, because that for me is is really exciting. Yeah. So um, there is a working title we call it Pendulum Pay right now, where we okay. actually then build this as a uh, yeah lighthouse project to really show, okay, that's how easily that works. This is how you can do an easy ramp and, and then a swap and a cross-border transfer. Uh, we also, with our partner in, in Brazil, for example, we're working on uh, releasing a bank-to-bank -bank journey, actually. Uh, so with another partner, um, for example, in Europe, uh, right, uh, you could do uh, an on-ramp in Brazil uh, that money is then put into a smart contract, will be sent to the partner in Europe, and they're directly off-ramped, actually, uh, to the banking system. And this way, you would have very, very little interaction even with crypto as a user, right? So that would also fit, um, yeah, to users that actually don't want any exposure uh, uh, to crypto. And... Uh, that's currently where the market is. So that's why we're looking at those use cases also uh, a lot. So coming back to the question, um, uh, Pendulum Pay, that's, let's say, the, the place where it would be available. Uh, the time, I would say, uh, uh, I mean, I said Q1 for infrastructure being ready. So I would say Q2 would want to have first, uh, first pilot out uh, for Pendulum Pay, uh, the first prototypes. Uh, being tested already at the end of the quarter, hopefully, and then we will iterate fast on that. So releasing fast is there our motto and our mantra. So that's why we would, yeah, put it down, focus on one market for that, and already test the prototype uh, with that. I don't know if that would be public, um, uh, but we will um, do this probably also publicly available, uh, uh, depending on, on where you live. Let's say you live in Brazil or Europe, then you could probably already use that. Yes, very hard to put times on because there's so much that has to sort of come together in order to to, to sort of stick to a time. I mean, I think anybody that's been in the uh, blockchain and crypto space for any length of time will know that you know deadlines should or, or rough estimates should be taken exactly as that rough estimates, and the, and, the, and there's a lot that actually goes into this that people um, don't really think about. Um, you know, I I kind of want to ask you because we, I think I think you had some really good points. You mentioned that you've got a spacewalk referendum currently up right now, um, and people can take part in that by going over to OpenGov. Yes. Um, 
Do you want to give that a shout out at all for, for people to have a look at or what do you think? Yes. So, um, I mean, you can go at Oka Assembly. I mean, that's the governance system of Polkadot and the Polkadot parachains. Uh, we're still running with uh, the, the standard uh, governance uh, module there. And everyone who owns uh, pen tokens can take part, can influence the decisions about it. I mean, for the spacewalk, I would uh, suggest everyone uh, yays this proposal, but you can do what you want there. Uh, so I would definitely shout out to everyone having a look at the referendum, looking at uh, the GitHub and uh, vote. Yes, go out and vote, please. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 leave a link to that in the description. I'll certainly be taking part cool. and, uh, and, and 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 yaying that. Um, and what do you think about OpenGov thus far? Because I asked you this off camera, and we we kind of agree on on, on lots of things. I mean, I think it's been you know there. I'd sort of used the term Nirvana isn't for this world, and there's, with every governance that I've taken part in, there's been something that people haven't yes. quite um, been on board with. But I think, and I think you also that it, it's it's actually been a success, and it's brought lots of attention, lots of noise. We've seen coalitions forming. We've seen you know what what's your thoughts on the whole thing? Exactly. Um, so. I was already mentioned it on a talk, I think, um, uh, summer last year that, uh, Polkadot has like the most advanced, like governance system there in place, like, uh, for a decentralized audience. And I, I always was thinking, um, how can this actually create uh, a, a value or be a USP today? Right. Because I know that's long term. That's very strategic. That's super important to have. And it will play out when. When you're an institution, for example, and you want to put billions of dollars on a decentralized infrastructure, how can you be sure that core developer that is currently running that chain will be around tomorrow, right? You need a system in place for that. And, and I think that's what this governance system provides. But as all governance systems, uh, it failed uh, uh, having enough participation, of course, right? Uh, having discussions around that. And uh, and this is what we were talking about earlier, is what kind of happened after, uh, I think, also Parity um, promoted their more, they further decentralization of their organization, right? So they have decentralized also their business units. Uh, they also apply for grants now. So the, all the treasury proposals and the governance got much more active, and there is much more business decisions also happening, I think, now. Uh, on the governance. So I think that's very, very exciting and very, very useful and helpful. And yeah, we could see that even myself, I'm a lot more active, like reading, like looking at tweets, like looking at who is who also in the Polkadot community, right? Who's voting for what? Who's promoting stuff? Like what are the, that's, that's so-called like the parties involved, right? In, in that governance system. And, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a very exciting. It's very new, uh, to have this decentralized governance in general. So, uh, I think we don't know how this works today. Uh, uh, but I think, um, Polkadot is really like piloting this and you can see it. It's a lot of drama. It's a lot of, I don't know, hate, love, whatever you want to find there. So it's kind of the reflection of the real world, I would say. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and I think it will emerge into a system. Um, that's where I'm optimistic, uh, that, that will make it possible also to govern, to govern such a body, uh, in a decentralized, uh, manner. So as you said, I think we need coalitions there. If, if like 
a thousand people vote just anonymously, that doesn't work. So you need those discussions, you need those coalitions, you need all this power games, power plays that happen usually in politics, right? And um, I find this super interesting, super exciting, and I think this will play out very well. It was interesting that this was kicked. I, I think the, the activity was was uh, going through the roof after there was the initiative of decentral, in a decentralized manner, launching a meme coin on Polkadot, right? I think that was yeah. one of the triggers that really uh, got that system exploded. And I think at least that's that's a very positive trigger of getting governance active. I mean, I find this in general very, very positive. I don't know if it all succeeds, but uh, I find this higher participation very, very positive. Yeah. It's it's crazy, isn't it, that, that, you know, we've come to this point where we're kind of replicating the real world. Yes, the, the participation isn't where maybe we would like it to be, but eventually I think it will be. I think the more eyeballs on it, the – like I say, I've taken part in pretty much most governances that there are in regards to all the big layer ones and even some of the layer twos on Ethereum and stuff like that. The Polkadot OpenGov experience, if I can call it that – <laughs> has been the most exciting, the most drama-filled, the most interesting governance that I think there is. Um, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, it really has. I mean, you hear, and everyone's got an opinion, which is why the world's so beautiful. Um, but it's it. I think it's been a success. I, I, I you know, <laughs> yes. I'm, with, I, I'm with you. I think yeah. I think it's emerging actually from this. Let's say all projects start like decentralized projects start where core developers or let's say the core teams kind of is most trusted and then their opinion let's say would always win in a decentralized uh governance vote right i think yep. what we see in Polkadot that we kind of emerged out of that stage into a more uh progressed stage where you actually have very different positions and then fighting for the vote and i think that's what is positive actually about it of course it's a little bit new that you have uh all these conflicts now going going on but i think in general that's actually a very, very good sign, I would say. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, I, 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 I live here in the UK. Uh, I went to, to a, a comedy show the other day and uh, they had said the last time we voted for an MP was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in the UK. And it was Matt Hancock who was obviously on, on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Um, and it, it's kind of interesting how these systems almost are more democratic in many ways, than the actual political systems that we have, um, it's just about that participation. You know, do we yeah. get to a stage where everybody that owns Polkadot is taking part? I don't think that's that's going to be a reality, but I think a large part of people should. And, you know, the more easy it gets and the more things that are built around it to make it easy to vote, it's, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Yes. That's for sure. That's for sure. But Alex... Um, moving on to this year, you know, we've spoken about Spacewalk. We've spoke about the Forex uh, AMM uh, with Nablatech. And we've also spoken about the kind of on and off ramps. Is there anything else you want people to pay attention to? Because I'm going to be paying attention to Pendulum like a hawk for 2024, you know, certainly with, with, with what we've just spoken about and seeing how it all progresses and how the broader effect of things is. Is there anything else you want people to kind of pay attention to or, or, or to watch out for? So um, we might actually have uh, talked about this already as an I'm just thinking like a year ago, I also had this intention, but I think um, like I, I would always pay attention to this. I, I think we're on the bridge to a web two kind of experience for web three product. Right. So, um, that you have 
Yes. Um, you have now Wallet Connect, for example. I I love that using that for DeFi, right? Because earlier you have to install some some extensions that have all your rights on your browser, right? Your local browser. Now you have to separate it also nicely. And I I really it it works like if I do something on a on an application uh, and I connect with Wallet Connect, it actually works like my bank account, uh, right? Yep. We have the same like two factor experience, right? And this is something. I really love and, and we could, I think, hide this, this web free, like onboarding, uh, that is kind of a hassle usually with that. So there were, there were some actual UX uh, experience upgrades uh, in the last year. And I think we will still see that. And, and I think that where then hopefully at one point also my parents, my grandparents, whoever, like, can also use that technology, right? And I think that's something to watch out because then when we go this stage, um, uh, then we're talking about actual traction of crypto, I think, uh, uh, and, and not this piloting and speculation uh, uh, kind of activity that we have most uh, uh, currently still. Uh, I mean, there are some serious use cases already live now. There are some big players also now putting uh, their bet on crypto, building products on crypto. So I think we're it's already unstoppable. But I think, uh, yeah, once we really solve that UX um, journey, uh, that's that will be something to watch out for, I think. Yeah, yeah I absolutely <laughs> agree. I think you kind of almost need to Trojan horse in the Web2 space. You know, you, you, it, and I think also with crypto, some people try and reinvent the wheel. Sometimes the wheel does need reinventing. Uh, but sometimes you just need to optimize that wheel, you know, and, and and Web3 can do that. And it doesn't need to be like this whole, I mean, the wheel has been around for, it works, right? So, but it's <laughs> it's the, 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 the UI UX experience is, I think, one of the most important. And I think you're so right. You know, we are still in this speculative space. One thing that really, uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and he was talking about the dot-com boom. And he said, you saw all the big execs and the, the people that were high up on Wall Street all move towards dot-com companies. You see the exact same thing happening today with crypto. You know, I do truly believe yeah. it is unstoppable. Uh, I really do so. um, at this point. But Alex, it's been an absolute yes. pleasure to have you on. Um, you know, I Thanks think we should do this you. annually or maybe even quarterly or, or half quarter or, or, you know, a, 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 more regularly because you guys yes. are just doing so much. There's a lot for us to keep people up to date on. Uh, and we'd absolutely love to have you back. But thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. And also, yes, let's catch up uh, uh, some more. And it's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Yeah, we'll leave links to where you can find Alex, where you can find everything about Pendulum, also their January uh, update that just got released, where they talk about integration with things like the Stellaswap, Moonbeam, uh, and also outline the sort of roadmap ahead and talk about the pen token and everything like that. So yeah, absolute pleasure, Alex. I will see you very shortly.